myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Leaves are turning orange, the temperature's going down, but the intensity on the field is heating up. It's our favorite time of year, the time when dreams are clear, but a dream can turn into a nightmare with the blink of an eye. No, I'm not talking about Halloween, I'm talking about the baseball tree. The teams are going for the ultimate goal. If they win or if they lose, either way it's fun to choose who will win the fall classic this year. Welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. It is me, Michael, and with me as always, S-Man. What up? E. Ford. That was, a, that, was a Steve, that was a Steve Ford original right there. <laughs> okay. I, mean, I was ca- like, I got don't the feeling know on that is. one. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was, that was a uh, a Steve Ford original. I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you were going to stop after the teams were going for the ultimate. No, no, no. I'm and sorry, then you like man. stopped and you're like, if they win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that that was my own little melody and my own little lyric. Uh, so you can you can call this one no uh, no parody on that. That's that's all that's all me. Yeah, all yep. S men. Yeah, we. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy that we're already in October, mm-hmm. and I mean, within a few weeks, we're gonna see Halloween, which you said in your song. Yeah, and then, yep. man, I mean, the holidays will be just ramping up. From mm-hmm. that oh, they're knocking on the door, all right, man. They're that knock, that knock, that, that tur that turkey's gobbling away, getting ready. It's gobbling, dude. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I mean, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you win some, you lose some, right? Yeah, you some. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next yeah. week. See you guys. All right. Um, but yeah, here we are. It's it's October. It's October. Uh, season has wrapped up. Yep. We've had one day of uh of wild cards so far. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, we're we're knuckles deep in the playoffs, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah, we're knuckles deep. Some say balls deep. Well, um, you know. <laughs> I could go somewhere, but I'm I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we're we're balls deep in the playoffs. We're too. balls deep in the playoffs, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Now balls deep. And it's I mean, it was kind of cool. I like the last push of the regular season. Man, I mean, some teams fun. got in that I didn't predict. I never thought the Marlins would come back. To nope. <laughs> get a wild card. That came back from the dead, man. And, and again, Don Mattingly goes away and the team starts succeeding. Are we noticing a trend here? <laughs> I think we're noticing a trend. He's the most unlucky man in all of baseball. All time. Team, man. man. All time. That's crazy. Team. I mean, the, the other ones weren't surprising. It's cool that the Rangers got in. I mean, Seattle, mm-hmm. they tried their damnedest, but they yep. just couldn't get in in the end. I think that might be the end of Scott Servais. But yeah, Scott, I think so too. Scotty, their manager there. But who yep. knows? Who knows? But yeah, it's yeah, it was crazy. That AL West was just fun. I thought that Houston would be left for dead after getting swept by uh, by Kansas City, but then they uh, they turned on that championship charm and made that made that push and. uh and ended up with the division championship. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, and then you see a lot of teams end of season stuff. I mean, you hear rumors that start to happen. I mean, obviously the Otani rumors, what's mm-hmm. going to happen, the Yankees rumors, which <clears throat> I've been hearing 
that the Yankees aren't going to do anything to change up their front office and or their coaching staff. That's what I heard. I don't well, New York Post said that, but it's kind of unconfirmed right now. Right. I think it's bad if they keep Aaron Boone because mm-hmm. it, Hal Steinbrenner has already showed that he's kind of afraid to fire people. Yeah, he is. He's not like his dad at all. No, <laughs> it doesn't seem like he is. And I understand you're really trying with Brett Boone, but when you fall, I mean, this was a Yankees where you fall, man. I haven't seen the Yankees this bad in how long it's yeah. It's been yeah. A it's uh, I, I mean, they still finished over 500, but I haven't seen them this far out of contention. And what, maybe since the end of Jeter, I think 14, mm-hmm. 15, somewhere around there. And when, so when you're in that competitive of a division, mm-hmm. you really need to step up your game and it's doesn't look like it's going to end anytime soon. So no, and, nope. and I'm, and on the other side of things, you got Buck Showalter, who's not returning to the Mets next season, which I think that writing was on the wall by an all-star yeah. break. Yeah, the way that team free was free-falling. I mean, he had a great flash in the pan last year, 101 right. win, the manager of the year in the NL, uh, but <laughs> couldn't recreate that magic here uh, here this year. And yeah, like you said, the, the writing, I think, was on the wall by all-star break. It yeah, it like, was. It seemed like he just... He couldn't was, rally his was, team. He couldn't rally his team. And, and he couldn't uh, get him over that hump. I mean, they yeah. they flamed out last year. They flamed out mm-hmm. this year. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, when you have, I mean, the Mets are smart. They're, they probably, they would have fired him if he didn't yep. step down. Right. So I, who they go after this, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make a run at a younger coach or an older coach. I don't even know who would be the Mets best. Well, that's team. what I was thinking. I'm trying to think of names that would be available. Like, you want to go after Gabe Kapler? <laughs> I mean, do you dust off? You dust off Brad Osmus again? Huh? Brad Osmus. <laughs> Joel Madden. Man, if Brad Osmus gets an interview again, he really has to have some uh, some some sort of dirt on MLB oh, or, he, or something in the front offices. Something. I mean, something to where he can move around and get these interviews, yeah. which is insane to me. I mean, I'm sure Gabe ha- Kapler would like to put his hat in the ring because he got mm-hmm. let go by the Giants. I think that would be a horrible move for the Mets. Totally. One thing with Gabe Kapler, I think Gabe, my biggest knock on Gabe is he's not a rallier. No. He's not the guy that can really, because that's the best part of being a manager or a coach on any team is how can you turn can you the motivate, team up? Yep, motivate the team, get them going, light that yeah. fire under their butts, you know? It, yeah, and it's not saying that he doesn't have any any knowledge of the game because he does. He wouldn't be in right. the position he, he is. And, and right. I think he can talk to younger players and understands and stuff, but he's just not that guy. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I think he relies a lot on his staff. There's stuff that he, he's just, to me, he was just taking up space. I mean, there was no development in the giant system at all. Not at all. He's seen nope. regressions from Mike Yastrzemski and mm-hmm. I mean, Eloy Ramos when uh, one of their development guys, that's more of a giants problem than it is a Gabe Kapler problem, but no, right. the pitches really stood out. They just were just lackluster baseball all the way around. So mm-hmm. you see, you're always going to see these coaching changes. There might be a couple more down the pipe. I mean, I really wish the White Sox would change up things with their coaching staff, but instead they're going front office with it. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I, I wonder who's the next wave of, of managers to come into this league because we've yeah. seen some that have stuck around and many that have not. Mm-hmm. So where do you go from here? I mean, do you just take yeah. a risk on a, on a player? Or do you take like a, I don't think like you a can Beltran do that kind the, of guy? I don't think you can do that if you're the match. You can't take a risk on a, on a player with the payroll that they have right now. Yeah. Unless they're going to completely shred the team and just try a complete tear down rebuild. 
right? You know, which is what they hinted a bit to Max Scherzer when they let, you know, when when they traded him was we're not going to try and compete in 24 or we're going to, you know, retool and try and go after it in 25. So they're going to try and shed a bunch of this payroll here in the off season and bring in someone young to, uh, you know, start, start that way or what, you know, I, you know, I'm kind of torn on in, in baseball nowadays of what makes a good coach, because mm-hmm. I've seen them, I've seen teams succeed with younger coaches yep. and I've seen teams, succeed with older coaches and right. I was kind of torn on it because I look at a team for instance the Kevin Cash right with yeah. with Tampa Bay younger coach gets the job done and then you look at a guy like an older team right like your your, your older coaches who Bruce Bochy and yep. he can get it done mm-hmm. Dusty Baker Dusty Baker the, so I I don't know where you would go I mean would you would the Mets say fuck it let's just go and get like a high profile guy like joe madden well i I go back to what you said before man i i you know i think that the uh the dust is cleared on houston let's go after carlos beltran yeah i mean beltran would be a great move for sure i think that's who they originally wanted yeah that was yeah Mm -hmm. and that whole fiasco kind of held them back from that but you know aj hinch is back in the game alex core is back in the game you know the 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 what happened in Houston is mostly behind everybody. Right. The dust is settled. I say go after go after Beltron. Yeah. You know, and you gotta gotta you gotta figure out what what kind of team you have too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean but yeah, you like you said, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but no, you're the, fine. Uh, but no, Beltron Beltron would make probably the most sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, it's still early on. I'm sure we won't find out really what's gonna be happening for a couple of months here. Or probably right. closer to a winter meeting, so once baseball ends, it's all about postseason. And then mm-hmm. once postseason ends, you go right then into you the go. meetings. Exactly. And that's, that's where the Shohei Otani talks will come up, the future mm-hmm. of Mike Trout, things like that. So yep. uh, another thing that kind of capped off the season, which was we're seeing the the passing of the torches. Man, again, right? Your, yeah. your Ronald Acuna's are taking over. It's the next generation. And yep. when you have the next wave of ball players, your Julio Rodriguez, I can go all day with this. You have people that are saying that you're tipping your cap and saying goodbye to them. Mm-hmm. And that's Miguel Cabrera said goodbye after yep. uh, the last game of the season. Um, Adam Wayne, Wainwright as yep. well. Uh, Joey Votto and a guy who had a horrible season. Horrible Zach, season. Zach Probably should have hung it up after last year, but yeah, that, I don't, Man. I understand why he wanted to come back, but, to, to be fair, though, his ERA wasn't that bad. I just don't think he was getting run support because the Royals were that all. bad. You know, no, he. So he I liked his ERA. Bad. I think it was under four, or close to it, or something like that. But right. he wasn't bad. He just was bad luck because he wouldn't get any run support. But still, yeah, tough, tough to go out that way. Oof, very, very much tough. I mean, it's mm-hmm. God. It, it you look at it, and you're like, God damn, man, you gotta. Well, you gotta I remember. This out. <laughs> I remember when I saw it, I thought it was a typo. I had texted you. I was like, is that Granky really one in 15? That's. Woo. And you're like, nope, that's not a typo. He really is. He really sucks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Man. But the, I, I, I watched the Miguel Cabrera last game uh, on, on the TV and just a class move by the Tigers, AJ Hinch, the front office, how they, how they did it to let him go out and play first base one more time. You know, and you and I had joked about it. We were like, do you think he'll play like first and third and, and, uh, or go around the diamond and maybe play on the positions on his last game? Well, we got one, one of them, right? He did play first base one more time. So 
Yeah. And uh it was it was cool that the the baseball god shined on him there and the first first hit was hit right to him, backhanded it, ranted the bag, and then that was it. It was a kind of a storybook ending right there. So it was. And you and I got to witness his last game. Well, yep, his, the game his last, his last. Yep. but we, we got to, <laughs> we got to see the big ceremony, which yeah. a lot of players said goodbye. A lot of coaches said goodbye. It was cool. Jim Leland was there. Yep. You had Matthew Boyd in there, which was odd, but it makes sense because he's, he's the longest tenure. Oldest. Guy. But then you yeah. had Eduardo Rodriguez, which I guess him and Miguel are really close. Yeah. They're both from Venezuela. So, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I guess. You know? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Even though I don't think Erod's going to be back with us next year. No, he's going. They gave tons <laughs> of gifts to Miggy, which you said, and it was a great send off for sure. Yep. Uh, you and I did point out to each other when we were sitting <laughs> watching it that Chris Illich, the owner, of the Tigers was nowhere to be found on nope, yeah. sitting in any of those chairs or being talk talking or anything. No, no. And it was weird. Cause I was going through past videos cause they've done ceremonies for Cabrera before after the 500th home run and after uh, the 3000th hit. And I saw, you know, the ceremony for the, uh, the 3000th hit and all that, or the 500th home run. And uh, uh, Chris Hilch was on the field for that ceremony and stuff. So it was kind of weird that he wasn't there for the big finale. You know? Yeah, I don't know if he was there for the last game. He might have been. Maybe he right. maybe he was. I'm sure he was in the attendance somehow, some way. But so. when you're when you have a, a an event called Miggy Day, Day. which is yeah. the, before the last game of the season, and you're giving him the proper send off, you're you're explaining his new role with the team. You mm-hmm. are talking about everything he's done and kind of a look yep. back. So that way, the next day could be more focused on the game, right. his final game. Yep. But Chris Illich was nowhere to be found. I mean, we saw Jim Leland. We saw some some uh, Alan Trammell. Trammell. Obviously, Scott Harris, the, you know, the president was there. And yeah. Lance Parrish was, unveiled that cheap looking uh, 24 yeah. ball <laughs> yeah. thing. That... Yeah, w- Willie Horton was there for that as well. And yeah. <laughs> that was just so funny. <laughs> the, the, the sculpture and then someone comments on social media. That's cheap looking. <laughs> yeah, I mean. We never got an up close look at it. It was kind no. of in the it's in the right field in the concourse and and to listen to how they they made it sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Like it's a, it's tw- uh made up of 3000 balls for 3000 hits and then 20 yep. or uh, 500 of them are are gold balls to right. to help make up the number 24 there. So 500 home runs, 3000 hits. So really the the premise but yeah, it kind of after that guy said it, I was like, man, it does kind of look cheap. Yeah, I mean, from where you're sitting, it looks cheap, <laughs> yeah. but maybe it's cool. Maybe you go out there and it's cool. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, hopefully it withstands weather, I'm sure. Yeah, they're going to move it to a different location, I guess, in the ballpark, so it's, oh. it's a permanent fixture. They're just going to move it to a different spot. Well, they kind of teased Probably us. something under the roof or, or something like that, yeah. Well, they kind of teased us because I remember you said before the game, they said, look at that. I thought they were going to retire his number or, or, or say they were going to retire it next year. It, that Which, was, yeah. It, uh, it was disappointing that they didn't retire his number right then and there. But you can understand but the the history of the Tigers. They don't. Right. They don't do that. And most teams, I don't think, do right away. No. I mean, you got to look at it from a business point of view. It's actually smarter down the line. To wait. Yep. To wait because then you could sell even more tickets, mm-hmm. or you could sell. T- you know, it's uh, just so it's not just a random game. It's a game where they're going to retire Miggy's number, and that brings in everybody. Yeah, they're going to. They'll do it in five years. You know, when he gets right. into the Hall of Fame. Right. So. Which, which makes sense. And not to take away from everybody else. I mean, everybody else that we just mentioned, the the Adam Wainwright, the Joey Votto, the Tim Granke. I mean, they've that was all cool. had. That was cool that they let uh, Wainwright bat one more time. Yeah, that was uh, kind of wild. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> I thought he was going to retire. I mentioned this in a couple of shows ago. I thought they he would retire last year with Molina and Pujols. I thought it, it was, he was going going together with them. It too. made the most sense, but he got injured and yep. he wasn't himself. And you know, yep. the same thing kind of happened this year. He wasn't yeah. really on. And Joey exactly. Votto was in and out of the lineup all year, mm-hmm. most of the year. It's kind of all four of these guys kind of had a staggering end, kind of a yeah. stumbling end, mm-hmm. which is very sad because you well, don't want to see ball players go like that. And that's been the knock on the biggest guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think Grinky will get in the Hall of Fame eventually. I but doubt I so. Votto shouldn't be with his numbers. No, uh, Wayne Adam Wainwright, hell no. No, it's going to be between uh, Cabrera and uh, and Granky for this next uh, five years from now class. Right. I would say from the people are retiring this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so but when you look at Miguel and a lot of people have said this as well. Not the majority are just happy that he's retiring and he's at the top of his. You know, he was he was such a great mark on the game of baseball. Right, but you can't help but realize he had bad baseball in him hmm. since like 33 years old yeah yeah so once for... it's 33 once he hit 33 mm-hmm. seven years ago it was yeah. all downhill for Mickey's career after that and you look at some of the greats that played this game at a high level oh. where they were it was only the last two years of a lot of their careers or right. the last year of their career where they said maybe i should hang should it up and they up. ended up doing it for miggy he's had a lot of injuries that really nope. affected him um how many times do we hear in these last seven years coming into spring training he's in the best shape of his career right remember that <laughs> right and he just never he lost all power for the most yep. part his uh, knees are shot his knees are shot his bat speed is way down yep. it's just a guy obviously he couldn't play a significant role in the infield anymore he was yep. just kind well, of they, a, t- they told him i think after 21 that you can't play first base anymore because your knees can't handle it yeah so that's why he got moved to dh essentially and that he's so. a, he's a shell of it as as a uh, he was a shell of what he was as a player yep and yep that's so sad it's sad but it's good that he is gone and and he he still has his mark on the game he is one right. of the greatest players to ever play the game yep. it just makes you wonder if he did play at a high level from 33 till now what the, num- what the what numbers, numbers would have been, been? I, I mean he could have competed been. yeah yeah, I was going to say he could have completed for 600 plus, I think. Yeah. Uh, he could have got over 2,000 RBIs, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, he could have, he could have hit monumental numbers. Like, Very like much a, so. A, a, up there, you know, top five. He was already of, pretty uh, high in the hit, in the hits. Mm-hmm. So he could have really made pushes at some of the great greats of the game, the upper yep. echelon, which he is yep. upper echelon, but the upper. But upper, class, upper echelon. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're ones Willie that, Mays, you're. Your Hank Aaron's up there, yeah, and absolutely you know, Ken Griffey's, Ken Griffey's. those kind of guys. Yeah, yep. so it, it it would be interesting. So, but farewell to these guys for sure. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of round out our headlines at which I put in, I think yesterday, Tim Wakefield mm-hmm. passed away yeah, I unexpectedly. That, I, was, yeah, I didn't I know. No idea. I think he was sick. Yeah, so I, I heard on one of the morning shows, Kurt Schilling uh, uh, said he uh, uh, was battling a, a cancer, essentially. That's- yeah, yeah, he kept that out. Of uh, the he news. kept it. Yeah, yeah. But of course, Kurt Schilling opens his mouth and tells everyone about it. Right, right. After the fact, but still, yeah, it sounds like he was uh he was battling cancer for the last little bit. So oh, it's sad, tough. man. Remember, I loved watching Tim Wakefield with his knuckleball, and you know, it's like balls. like one of those. Yeah, one of those where you know you, you see the pitch come out. It's like oh yeah, tee up for this one, but it just had a movement on it where it was so hard to hit. 
you know, it's just, it was fun to watch. Yeah. One of the best knuckleball pitchers ever. And he was only 57 mm-hmm. years old when he passed yeah. away, mm-hmm. which is even more sad. I mean, he was a part of that world series, that Oh four yep. run. Yep. I mean, he won two world series, but that Oh four was that particular, right particularly special for him. And in Boston Red Sox hall of fame. I mean, the guy yep. obviously with winning the Roberto Clemente award, he did yep. great outside the ballpark as well with kids mm-hmm. and with organizations that gave, you know, gave to lesser privileged people so right yeah tim wakefield definitely is gonna miss him i mean he's he's one of those guys that he's not a great but he is one of those where you remember like the knuckleball tim tim wakefield's knuckleball and in red sox nation he is a a hero a legend to a lot of those people so yeah the game will definitely miss him for sure so that that was kind of a sad passing but kind of lightening things up moving on today steve is our post prediction show Woo! okay let's it took do us, it. yeah dude it took us a while to get here there's i like i said there is teams that have made the the postseason that i just didn't think had a fucking shot in hell no nope. i mean you know you had yeah. the rays and the rangers the the twins the blue jays the mm-hmm. astros and the orioles on the al side then the braves mm-hmm. phillies marlins brewers diamondbacks dodgers on the NL side, every one of them deserving, every one of them oh. just playing some of the best baseball we've ever seen. I mean, uh, it, it, lo- it looks to be a lot of guys' year. So th- we, for people who are not familiar with what we do, we just kind of go down the matchups and we kind of predict the rest of the world, the rest of the playoffs yep. from this point on, from the wild card to the to, to the division series, to the championship series, and then finally the World Series. So let's start off with the wild card, Steve. Okay. Right now, the Twins sit one and zero in a three game series of the wild card series in the AL wild card series. The uh, number three ranked Minnesota Twins versus the number six ranked Toronto Blue Jays. Who do you have winning that series? Well, it was good to see the Twins break their streak. I think this is their first playoff win since 2004 mm-hmm. so it's good to get that monkey off their back but i i you know i was talking to you before the show i was like are you do you want to change any of your predictions after game one and we both agreed you know stand pat and i'm going to stand with the toronto blue jays i think they got a lot of firepower in that lineup uh you know bichette i like uh, uh obviously vlad i i think they they have what it takes um hopefully the pitching can get them through but i think that they have more offense than the uh, the Minnesota Twins here, so I'm going to go with the with the Blue Jays still to pull it out. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, yeah. I kind of have the same thing. I mean, right now the Twins are playing really good baseball, and mm-hmm. that's because late season resurgences by Pablo Lopez, yeah. and of course we got to mention Royce Lewis, who's Royce the star Lewis. who's become Home a star run yesterday, becomes yeah. a star of the Twins, and definitely helped me with my <laughs> fantasy push. But who's probably going to be a, a higher draft pick next year? But oh yeah. You got. I love the Blue Jays. At one and zero right now, the Twins. The Blue Jays do look flat. I will admit, mm-hmm. the Blue Jays don't look like the Blue Jays. But hey, they're better than last year, right? I mean, they make the playoffs mm-hmm. this year. Uh, Bo Bichette's playing out of his mind. You have a really good mix. I think they're better on paper. I think their roster yep. looked better than last year. But you need your guys like Vlad Jr. to step up. Step you up. got. You got to step up, and their pitching has to be better. If they're mm-hmm. ousted in the first game of the or the first series, uh, they're gonna have to rehaul that pitching. Yeah. Kevin Gos- Kevin Gosman can't carry the load the whole fucking time, uh-uh. so uh, you're gonna have to figure it out. But right now, I still like the Blue Jays. I think they're more talented as much as because the Twins were flat all year, and I still don't. I still don't. 
think that it's all them. I mean, I like Pablo Lopez, Bailey Ober. I, I do like their, I think their pitching staff's better. Mm-hmm. But hitting-wise, yeah, Blue Jays all day, man. So, yeah, I got the Blue Jays coming up and the wild card. No, Steve, let's move yeah. over to the NL wild card now to kind of round this uh, the wild card series out. We have the number three Brewers versus the number yep. six ranked seeded Diamondbacks, which great for the Diamondbacks coming in first playoff bid in a while. Who do you got winning this series? Um, I know that the Diamondbacks took game one, but I'm still going to stick with the with the Brewers. Um, you know, they, they've been a great team all year. I was surprised uh, to see, you know, you know, the uh, Diamondbacks take it with Corbin Burns on the mound. So, you know, that kind of sends a message. But I'm, I'm going to hold Pat. I think the Brewers will uh, will pull together. I, I like their uh, I like their offense. I like their experience. They have more experience here uh, than the Diamondbacks uh, as far as playoff wise. So I, I I see the Brewers pulling it out on this one. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. I, even though they got fisted by the Diamondbacks yesterday, yeah. <laughs> I love what the Brewers look like on paper. I like their mm-hmm. lineups. I, I'm actually rooting for the Brewers. I really mm-hmm. want the Brewers to make it far. I mean, they never won a World Series. So yep. it would be really nice to, to bring something to Milwaukee. I mean, there's those rumblings that they might move the team and things, which I think is Please all It's a yeah. farce. I, I don't think that's ever going to happen. But I, I do like the Brewers. This is a team that's worked very hard. Uh, I think they're out Brandon Woodruff for, mo- for all of the... Uh, yeah. I don't know if it's all the playoffs, but at least their series, this series right. is out. So that Corbin Burns and that pitching staff, Adrian Hauser, and those guys are going to have to pick it up. But yep. Christian Yelich is going to have to put the help get that team back on his back don't just blend into the crowd anymore yep exactly. have a good young lineup good young players it's time to uh, Bryce, Bryce Terang Sal Freilich those guys they're all going to have to contribute but I still like the Brewers I'm going to go with the top seed here and I'm okay. going to go with the Brewers for the wild card now Steve going back into the AL yeah. uh, we got to got to go with two of the heavy hitters and I kind of wanted to save this for a little bit later so the heavy okay. hitters the number four and the number five we got the Rays versus the Rangers <laughs> Steve in this heated matchup, which the Rangers already won last night, who do you have winning this series? And again, I'm I'm gonna stick with uh with my gut here. My gut says Tampa Bay. Um, you know, we talked about one of the knocks right now in Tampa Bay has been their their you know, the ability for their pitching to to try and stay healthy. You know, they've had they've had some injuries there, but uh I still like what they can do. I still like the the playoff magic of a Rosarena. Uh, Isak Paredes. I like I like the offense on here, and uh, and Texas is brand new to the party, and the Rays have been here uh, uh, consecutive years. I know it's been like you know five six years in the last uh, handful of times they've been in. So I'm going to go experience wins out here, and I'm going to give it to to Tampa Bay. So you're kind of going mostly for kind of them winning all year. Yeah. The, you know what was sad too, seeing this because they had home field advantage. They only had. Mm-hmm. 17,000 show up. I, re- I It was the lowest uh, amount. I mean, outside of COVID, it was the lowest amount for a playoff game since like the 1919 World Series. That's, you believe that? That, you know, I, I you got to kind of look at that and say, as, as a viewer or as a fan, is it worth it to be in Tampa Bay anymore? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not fan a fan of moving people around, but maybe the new stadium will help. Because I that stadium so. doesn't sit very many people anyways. I think right. the next 20 or third, 20 or right. something. So they weren't but, getting that home field advantage during that game, you know? Right, right. So, um, but a very low attendance, which is really sad to see mm-hmm. for for the Tampa Bay Rays, who are a very good franchise indeed. But Steve, 
I'm going to go opposite on this. I'm going to go to the Texas Rangers. Okay. I, okay. I love the the experience from a number of players, right? You have Corey Seager, mm-hmm. who's been there, done mm-hmm. that with when he was with the Dodgers. And Bruce, someone like Bruce Bochy. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Bochy, he knows how to how to carry these help, what to do with these teams, putting in certain lineups, how, how you're going to mix up your pitchers, your arms, and yep. in the rotation, and and how long you're going to have them go. And when you have experience like that, Max Scherzer looked like he's coming back, right? So, mm-hmm. yep, yep, he's uh, pitching ses- uh, bullpen session, so he's, yeah. he's going to try and make a push for it. And I can see him. He's not going to sit out very long, and he's mm-hmm. has playoff experience too. Man, and this team just looks good. I know people like Marcus Simeon went 0 for 4 last night, but they beat the Rays 4 to 0, which was kind mm-hmm. of a statement win. You have yeah. a lot of guys stepping up in in different places. Josh Jung's going to come back even after his own four. Like I said, it's new to him. This is all new. So he's going to catch in a groove. I mean, but they got enough production from Adolis Garcia and Lau and Haim and, and some of those guys where obviously Seeger. I really do see this team taking off a little yep. bit more. And to me, I think it's going to be the Rangers taking them this series for sure. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think it, and it for me. And the reason why I don't pick the Rays just real quick is they've lost too many pieces. I mean, I've alluded yeah. to this in past shows when you lose Wander Franco, Shane McClanahan, Glasnow is always injured off and on. I mean, <laughs> they're just a beat up team at this point yeah. and the heart of their team is kind of gone. And they just seem like they're just not the same Rays, if that makes sense. No, it makes so, sense, yeah. I get it. I get yeah. it. So the Rangers, I have won in the series. Now going over for the last NL wild card, Steve, Phillies, number four Phillies versus the number five Marlins, who squeezed into the playoffs. Steve, who do you have winning <laughs> this series? Uh, I've, I've said a lot with experience. I think uh, experience plays out here. The Phillies you know, made it to the World Series last year. Uh, they got the bulk of that team back, and I think in Game One they showed, uh, you know, the Marlins who's boss here with that four-one win. So I'm I'm sticking with it. Uh, Trey Turner seems to have, you know, turned it up uh, here in the last part of the season, uh, going into the playoffs. You know, he had a, a nice, uh, you know, a couple of hits there. You know, he had a double yesterday. So I'm I'm going to go with the Phillies to win this one. Yeah, yeah, Phillies make the most sense for sure. Um, I'm not going to take the Phillies just because. The Marlins don't understand what's going on, right? They don't okay. understand the moment. I say that a lot because when you get into the playoffs, you either have experienced teams or non-experienced teams in the playoffs in, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases. And the Marlins are inexperienced, but I think they have rode that wave long enough to to understand, hey, we're always going to be the underdogs for a while until right, we're taken right. seriously. And this team behind Jazz Chisholm Jr. and Jesus Sanchez, Jorge Soler, I can go on and on. I love their pitching staff. They've won arguably one of the best pitching staffs in all the baseball. I, I really think, and they had uh, Jesus Lozardo, I believe, starting last night. But yep. I, I think this team is just scrappy enough to do it. Now, the Phillies okay. ended up coming out with the win, right? Yep. So I can see that. Because the Phillies are a different team in the playoffs. They're just different. Mm-hmm, uh, but mm-hmm. I, I want to kind of go out on a limb for once on this and, and take the Marlins. I think, I think the Marlins are scrappy enough. So I'm going to go with them. Mm-hmm. So, Steve, let's yep. move over to the ALDS, the divisional no, series here. Yeah. So the well, so the number two Astros who have the bye, right? So right. they're coming out of the first round or they're already advanced to the second round. And then we both chose. Well, let's see. you cho- We both chose the Blue Jays. So, in our predictions, the number two Astros, Steve, and the number six Jays, mm-hmm. who do you have winning the divisional series? 
I don't think it matters who Houston plays here, honestly. I think they're going to get the job done, and they're going to get the job done fairly easily. Uh, getting Verlander back into that rotation is huge to go with, uh, uh, you know, Valdez. Uh, they, they have a great top top of the rotation there. Great three 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 pitchers there at the top that can uh, that can handle a series like this. Plus, you know, you got Altuve, Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Cal Tucker. You got enough power on offense too. So I'm going to go with Houston. I think they take care of business here pretty easy. Now I had the Jays as well from the first round, but this mm-hmm. round. Astros versus Jays. Steve, I got to go Astros too. You and I have known long ago, long ago to never bet against the Astros. I mean, mm-hmm. Dusty Baker and that team are just fucking different in the postseason. Yep. They know yep. how to turn it up. And when you have people like Justin Verlander and Altuve and Bregman, Tucker, mm-hmm. obviously Kyle Tucker's Mr. Postseason, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I, I think it's going to be really hard to keep the Astros out of this. So, yeah, Steve, I have the Astros going advancing in the ALDS. Now, the other side of the ALDS, Steve, let's go the number one uh, Baltimore Orioles, who have the first seed coming out. Baltimore Orioles versus either the number four Rays or number five Rangers. Now, in your scenario, you had the Rays advancing. So, number one Orioles versus the number four Rays. Steve, who's winning this series? Well, you know, I talked about how the Rays advanced based on experience, you know, get getting the job done. You know, they, they've been been there, done that here in the playoffs. Uh, but I think when they run into Baltimore, Baltimore's just been a beast this year. They've been ahead of schedule with their with their rebuild. I thought that they would contend this year, but maybe not make the playoffs. And the next year was going to be their year. But they, you know, said otherwise. And Adley Rustin's playing great. Gunnar Henderson uh, off to a slow start, but he's been a... Uh, you know, you know, he's turned it up. He's figured it out. They got the, you know, Cedric Mullins. They got the bats on offense. Um, you know, the only thing that's a little bit suspect would be their uh, their, their pitching. But I think they you know, they they got enough uh, enough offense to go uh, make up for the deficiencies with pitching. So I'm going to go with with Baltimore on this one. Amen, man. Great pick, great pick indeed. I have the number five Rangers advancing to mm-hmm. the ALDS. So it's the Orioles versus the number five Rangers. I have same as Steve, man. I got the Orioles winning this. I, I, as much as the Rangers moving out of the first round, coming in, I, I just don't think it's enough. Mm-hmm. If Max Scherzer's in there pitching, starting, I, I could see them taking a game or two. But okay. I really do like same as everything you said, Steve. On top of that, I just you got to love the young players of this team. You got to love the veterans of this team. Yep. And in the end, I just they're just the pitching staff's relatively unknown. They're kind of been under the radar all season, but they pitched very well. So yep. Orioles, baby. Orioles are going to take the ALDS. Absolutely. Woo. Absolutely. So moving over to the NLDS. Now we got some heavy hitters. Maybe <laughs> some of the heaviest hitters in all of baseball. We're going to start with one heavy hitter, the number two Dodgers versus the number three Brewers or the number six D-backs. You and I both have taken the Brewers, I believe. Okay. So, I so. Yep. the Dodgers versus the Brewers, number two, number three. Who do you got one in the NLDS, Steve? Man, this team's been great all year, and and while it'd be, uh, you know, I think either the, you know, I think the Brewers could uh, could put up a little bit of a fight, but they played the Dodgers before in the playoffs. In fact, they took the Dodgers to seven games, but still couldn't overtake them. I don't think they can overtake them again this year. Um, you know, with that 
offense with Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Clayton Kershaw seems like he uh, he just turns it up to another page when it comes to the playoffs. He's you know always uh, always there and, and can get the job done in key spots. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers on this one. Great pick. Great pick. That's exactly what I'm going to say. The Dodgers are a powerhouse, man, and yeah. they're just different in the playoffs. There's, there's a handful of teams that are just different in the playoffs. The Astros, the Braves, the Dodgers, even the Phillies, I'd say, are different in the playoffs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, man, but yeah, it's got to be the Dodgers. Just a heavy hitter. I think they're going to steamroll over the Brewers or the D-backs yeah. whoever win. You and I are That's saying right. the Brewers. As much as I would like to see the Brewers do a little bit better, my boy Mookie Betts is just going to keep <laughs> on Keep on, man. Keep it on. Yep. Keep on. So, uh, Dodgers, yeah. Dodgers move on. Steve, the other number one powerhouse in all of baseball, definitely number one seeded in the in the NL, is the Braves. We have the Braves versus the Phillies or the Marlins. Steve, you said the Phillies are going to advance in the wild card. Yep. So, you have the number one Braves versus the number four Phillies. Steve, who do you have moving on to the NLCS? You know, <laughs> This is actually it, it, it. This is uh this is fairly easy. Um, these two teams, uh, the Phillies and the Braves, played each other last year in the division series, and the Phillies took it, you know, three games to one. The Braves have just been unbelievable this year. 104 wins. Uh, I'm trying to look for any uh, uh, holes in their uh, you know in their lineups here when it comes to pitching and offense, but I think they they top the bottom. They have it. They got a great bullpen. They got great starters, and obviously Ronald Cooney Jr. Uh, fa- fantastic hitting Austin Riley, Michael Harris, uh, second. I'm going to go with the Braves, and I'm going to go. I, I think they'll they'll get this done fairly easily as well. So give me the Braves over the Phillies. I was talking to my buddy yesterday, and he was kind of break. We I kind of gave him my picks ahead of time, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Oh, that's really a hard stretch. Oh, that's a stretch picking the Braves." I'm like, dude, the reason why I'm mm-hmm. picking the Braves <laughs> is because there's no fucking weakness. Mm-hmm. I don't see a weakness. They're good at pitching. They have a good mm-hmm. bullpen. They have yep. they can hit, yep. right? They can they can get on base and move around. They have good defense. Yep. I, I don't really see an overall weakness on this team, Mm-mm. and for that reason alone, I'm picking the Braves over the Marlins because because yep. I had the Marlins moving on. And as scrappy as the Marlins are, the Braves are just too powerful. They just yep. have too much, man. It's it's like Thanos, right? In the End Game, when when yeah. before that uh, in the movie before that, where he's just too powerful for these. Yeah. People. Yep, and yep. and that's the Braves, man. The Braves are the number one seed for a reason. They're moving on to the NLCS, in my opinion. So, whew, Steve, we have some. We have an ALCS. We have an NLCS. <laughs> this time, let's start with the ALCS. Okay. All right, man. You have the Orioles versus the Astros. Steve, who do you have winning that series? You know, I think it's time for. I think it's time for a change here, man. Um, as much as the Astros. So pretty much dominated the American League these last, uh, you know, these, these last few years, winning, you know, a couple of World Series championships, always being in the mix there at the end. I'm going to go for uh, a, a new. Uh, there, there's a new beast in the American League here, and it's the Baltimore Orioles. I'm going to go with the Orioles to take the uh, take the Astros. Uh, probably go, I'd say six or seven games, but I think that the uh, the Orioles offense eventually just uh, can overtake uh, uh, dominant Astros pitching and. Uh, uh, I see the Orioles taking it home here, so give me the Orioles. I will say this: I hope that happens because <laughs> I really, I, 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 a changing of the guard change, is, is yeah. needed, and yep. I, and I like the Astros. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just spoiler alert: they're my pick. I mean, it's Orioles versus Astros. <laughs> I got the Astros, but okay. I kind of like your scenario better. I even yeah. looking at your World Series matchup. I hope it goes down that way. But 
I, but it's just the Orioles are good, and I would love to see them advance. New blood, changing yep. of the guard. It's this team, and plus that would make John Angelos pay these guys and to, to keep the core together. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love that Orioles pick. But the reason I'm going Astros is just I'm sticking with the old rule, like I said a little bit ago. You just mm-hmm. I never I can't count out the Astros. I just I get you. They're still at that. They you we still haven't seen them bad yet, right? I mean, right. we've seen them drop in the in the AL West throughout the season, and they were climbing. And what what's going to happen, right? What's going to happen with this fucking team? And somehow they just come out of it, and they do that every fucking year, and they just know how to win. And this team is just we're going to look back twenty years from now, and we're going to look at this Astros team, and we're going to say that's one of the greatest teams of not only the 2010s but the 2020s because they had a core group that stuck together and the pieces that they put together just enhanced that team when kyle tucker finally got it came out of being a prospect and was an everyday player to justin verlander in that 2017 trade that brought him there just the the way that they keep on reinventing themselves you know with aj Mm -hmm. hinch getting fired and bringing in dusty baker after the 2017 um yeah 2017 world series it's just i haven't seen a weakness yet right Mm -hmm. i could say maybe they're starting back end pitching maybe maybe their bullpen but they've found a ways to turn that up even so with saying that steve i'm going astros moving on um Mm -hmm. Steve, in the NLCS, NL Championship Series, Dodgers versus Braves, number one versus number two. What do you got? Who do you got going? This is the series I think everyone wants to see, right? The uh, the Braves and the Dodgers are I hope the, so. the, the two best teams in the National League all season, duking it out. They, they played each other uh, this season, and I believe that the Braves took four out of seven, so that's a 4-3 uh, series uh, over the Dodgers, but... I see, I see Dodger playoff magic here. And that one-two punch of uh, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts being a little bit too much here. So I'm going to go with the Dodgers on this one, overtaking the Braves. The Braves have been the darlings of the NL all season of Major League Baseball. I think they have home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs. But that home field advantage stops here, and I, um, I'm taking the Dodgers over the Braves. Um, Dodgers versus Braves, one versus two. <laughs> uh, as much as I want to see the Dodgers in there, because I would love an Orioles-Dodgers series. I mean, we're blessed if we have an ALCS with the Astros versus um, Orioles and the Dodgers yeah. versus Braves. That's really good baseball, man. Uh-huh. But in this, my scenario is just the Braves. I, I, I don't see as much of a weakness with the Braves. Uh, I, I don't even see it with the Dodgers. I just... Uh-huh. The, Bra- the way Acuna's playing... And the way that this team gels together, Matt Olson. I mean, if it, to me, the biggest trigger for them to lose, if they lose, is if the performances of, say, Spencer Strider and Matt Olson don't right. do anything. Because you really, the nucleus, you can say Acuna, but even if you say how great he is, will he mm-hmm. be enough to change the series? No, you're going to need those supporting players. Your yeah. Ozzy Albies, your Austin Rileys, right? So I really do think we're going to see the fruits of that that trade they made with the with the A's pay off mm. here. We're going to see if that trade actually was worth the shit yep. to acquire Matt Olson instead of re-signing Freddie Freeman. Right. And right. if Matt Olson has a great playoffs, then that trade made sense mm-hmm. for them to or that deal with trading for the A's and then not signing Freddie Freeman. So um I'm in the, my scenario, the Braves 
he they do you know Spencer Strider does take that next step in his career and and Matt Olson does keep on going from a, a fantastic 2023 campaign keeps it rolling uh, so in my mind the Braves win the NLCS sure. uh, the World Series Steve you got a one versus two Dodgers yep. uh, Orioles versus Dodgers who do you have taking home the World Series trophy. Man, this would be a trip back in time. I think the Orioles and the Dodgers played in the mid '60s, mm-hmm. um, and and the Orioles shut them down then. I think that they pitched like consecutive shutouts against a powerful Dodger lineup then. And uh, I I see the again. I go back to the Orioles. I love their offense, and I think that they can have enough pitching. If there could be deficiencies on both sides here, it's their pitching staffs. But I like the uh, the Orioles pitching a little bit more than the Dodgers pitching. So uh, give me some new uh, some new blood here for for World Champs. Give me the Baltimore Orioles to win the whole thing. Mm. How many games yeah. do you think it'll go? Six. Good. So, yep, going Orioles and six. Yeah, I'd love to see the Orioles mm-hmm. cap off a great year with a win with a pay them, pay them. That'd be amazing. Yep. Uh, mine mm-hmm. number number one Braves number versus number two Astros again. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not overthinking it, right? I'm not yep. overthinking this matchup because they're two of the best teams. Sometimes I try to get cute in my early season predictions <laughs> with the White Sox and that was, the Dodgers. I'm guilty. I'm guilty too with the Padres. So what do you trying to do, get? Right? Yeah, I just try to get too cute with some of them, yep. which just didn't make sense. Uh, you know, I had Vlad Jr. being possibly an MVP. <laughs> I, pretty, I gotta look back at those at those um, predictions, but I know they were pretty bad. I think we had the Angels making it pretty far. Yeah, that, that worked out well. It so. was bad, but I'm not over and thinking this scenario. It's the Braves versus the Astros. And I got the Braves winning, Steve. Okay. I got the Braves winning. And my reasoning is I just I just don't see a weakness. Yep. I just I don't see a weakness. I mean, if they totally pull a Detroit Tigers and, and their bats don't show up one series mm-hmm. or their pitching doesn't show up another series, then yeah. I mean, and that could very well happen. Yep. I think it will go down to the wire. I can see this game going to six. I can see this game going to seven because mm-hmm. I think they're that evenly matched. I like yeah. the Astros just because I think they have a knack for winning. And I think they have they understand how to beat teams. Right. But, I, but I'll never take a team that knows how to beat somebody compared to a team that's just better than somebody. Right, right. And and the Braves are better. And, and, and in this scenario, my Braves my Braves, my pick. My, They're not even you, my Braves. Who are you, Zach? Yeah, who am I, Zach? Well, the, the guys I rode with through the playoffs, uh, the Braves, I think, are going to win the World Series. Okay. Okay, too. We both picked uh, diff- different uh, different champs, so it's the playoffs. Like we say, anything uh, can happen, so uh, uh, it'll be fun to watch this all play out. I mean, if it does play out the way, even, even though yours is a little different, ours is a little mm-hmm. different from each other, even if they mm-hmm. play out this way, that yeah. would be some fantastic fucking baseball, oh, dude. It'd be, yeah, and it'd be games that, amazing. I don't think we're gonna see a sweep in some of these playoffs. I mean, maybe in the wild card series, maybe, but I think as we go into the ALCS and the NLCS, mm-hmm. uh, even in the DS series, I don't mm-hmm. see sweeps. I don't see no. sweeps at all. I, I see I see games that are gonna go pretty fucking mm-hmm. deep. I agree. I agree. It'd be funny if it's like a battle of the Floridas and it's the the Marlins versus the Rays. Yeah, how would they promote that series? Exactly. That'd be a ratings bonanza, right? Mm. Right. I mean, what do you what do you call it? The Glades series? <laughs> the Glades. Yeah. What do you call it? I because yeah, it would just be an interesting because I mean New York had the subway series with the Mets and the Yankees, right? And the Battle of the Fish, here we go. <laughs> right, right. 
the golf the golf war yeah exactly that'd yeah. be too that'd be too on the nose mm -hmm. yeah that'd be uh very interesting oh man that'd be uh a ratings bonanza hashtag sarcasm hashtag sarcasm absolutely <laughs> but, uh, the teams that are in it this year i'm super excited about there's yeah. not one team where i'm like man really uh yep. I, I just think they've all played pretty good baseball all year long they all you know, earned it and they all earned it, and and they just a lot of them turned it in the. I think the Phillies turned around in the second half. The the um uh, the Brewers turned it around in the second half, even though they were kind of up there most of the time. But I think they played better baseball down the stretch. The D backs they started hot, then yep. it was looking really shaky, and then they just came back in the end there and, yep. and took it. And I just the, the Rangers it was a teeter totter all season, but they they're in there as well. So. I'm really looking forward to seeing what this postseason uh, brings to us. Agreed. Yeah, and there's like no, like, you know, there's a nice mix here. So there's no, like, definitive plan. Like, you see teams that, you know, they spent some money. Obviously, the Dodgers spent some money and the Phillies spent some money and they got in. And then you see teams like the Rays and the Diamondbacks who have built from within and Orioles who built from within and they got in. So there's no real cookie cutter formula of how to get it done, you know? So, no. And I think we see that a lot every year where, it will be the high payroll versus the the team that is built from within. Right. right. And that's those are always interesting matchups. I mean, even if you look at our World Series picks, I mean, you have the Dodgers who not a lot of built within players. Yeah. Versus the Orioles who or are built Astros. within. And then right. minor the Astros versus Braves with the Astros not a hundred percent built within. I'd say the core, the right? You could say yep. Tucker, Altuve, and Bregman, but aside yep. from that, they're kind of all the, you know, the, the, the rest of the strong supporting players have all been uh, acquisitions. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. And then the Braves, obviously, I think are built within with a few pieces here and there. Right. Right. So it's going to be definitely an interesting, interesting playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Absolutely. Shall we uh, head on over to Collection Corner? Let's do it. All right. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Steve, what do you got for Oops. your picks? So for me, up this week, uh, going with a, a retiring uh, legend here is Miguel Cabrera. He's up $6.77 or 72.10% increase to a market value of $16.66. Up cards includes 2014 Bowman, number 50, and it's 2008 Tops Gold Parallel, number 2008. Uh, down for me this week is uh, actually Brandon Crawford. He's down $2.78 or an 18.91% decrease to a market value of $11.92. His down cards includes 2011 Bowman Draft rookie card number 25 and his 2023 Tops Chrome Sapphire Orange number 25. Yeah, and for collectors out there, I'm sure you've seen the news where Panini has lost another yeah. another contract, another rights holder and that's with wrestling they lost wwe okay. which if i'm a panini buyer <laughs> i'm not gonna buy a panini anymore i mean nope you you have to look to the future and mm -hmm. it's panini is just dying a slow death here it and really is basically fanatics is basically saying okay is it time to <laughs> sell to us is it time to sell yeah. to us you guys ready to give in yeah we got tops <laughs> one thing i will say about panini which makes them valuable is they're artists Yes. They're artists. They have beautiful cards, and yep. a lot of their series, their artists are very valuable. Mm -hmm. So their art is very valuable. So I think somebody like Fanatics, who's basically running a monopoly, is going to look at it and be, "Well, we need your artists." So not to join Tops or whatever, but they'd say, "Okay, you can stay Panini, Panini, but we're going to buy you, and you'll be under the 
you know, our umbrella and we'll just keep the panini thing going. But I don't know how long that could last, especially. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The whole thing just is very weird. But as a former panini buyer, because I used to when I used to hit up Lupe and whatnot apps and stuff, and I'll do every once in a while. Panini's always been a big seller, but I won't touch Panini anymore. So um, up for me is Jazz Chisholm Jr., up three dollars and forty three cents. It's a sixty six point uh sixty six point four seven percent increase. Market price right now sits around eight dollars and fifty nine cents. Twenty two tops Gypsy Queen, twenty one Bowman's Best Future Vibrance Atomic Rookie Card. That's a mouthful. And his twenty three tops Allen and Ginter are all up now. Down surprisingly is Adley Rushman Ooh. down nineteen dollars and ninety eight cents. That's a fifty two point seven two percent decrease. Market price rate right now sits around seventeen dollars and ninety two cents. Makes sense. I mean, it's he's in his what second year, so mm-hmm. so you're going to see that fluctuate. I'm sure you're going to see his shit go up to the twenties after the playoffs. Um, oh, yeah. it just makes sense with, with sophomore guys. So, uh, as 23 tops Chrome rookie number one is 20 bro, 2020 Bowman Chrome prospects and his 23 tops Chrome Titans rookie card are all cards that are down currently. Love it. Love it. I love how, uh, usually I'll throw in a, uh, you know, a, a retired person, but I mean, technically the two players I used were, uh, were retired. So. But uh, kind kind of changed it up a little bit. Shall we uh, get the candles out and celebrate a birthday? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, let's say a uh, happy birthday to pitching great and Hall of Famer Dennis Eckersley, born on October the third, nineteen fifty four. Eckersley uh, has one hundred ninety seven career wins with a three point five zero ERA, a little over twenty four hundred strikeouts, and three hundred ninety saves in his career. He kicked things off in Cleveland, then moved to Boston, Chicago, Oakland, St. Louis, and and then, uh, and then ended things out there in Boston one more time. He's a six-time All-Star, World Series champ with the A's in 89, AL MVP in 92, also won the Cy Young that year, ALCS MVP in 88, Roll Age Relief uh, Award winner two times on that, two times MLB saves leader, and pitched a no-hitter for Cleveland in 1977. Number 43 is retired by the A's. He's part of the A's Hall of Fame as well as the Red Sox Hall of Fame and the, as well as the Major League Baseball all-time team. He was elected to the Hall of Fame in 2004 on his first ballot. A little trivia on him is uh, Dennis actually became the first of two pitchers in Major League history to have both a 20-win season and a 50-save season in their career. Uh, John Smoltz is the uh, other pitcher to do so. So hmm. happy birthday to Dennis Eckersley. Definitely made a second career. You know, came in as a starter, moved on, and uh, had great success as a reliever. So, Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Dennis Eckersley, one of the better relief pitchers. Oh, yeah. of all time as well so it makes sense yep. that that he got into the hall of fame yep so happy birthday to him happy birthday well that's a fucking show Oof. that's a good show man that's a good show man we got yeah. our playoff predictions in i'm sure yeah. we're gonna be wrong on a lot of shit like we normally yeah, well, are that that's why that's why we that's why they play the games right yeah <laughs> that's why they play the games uh in the meantime guys thank you so much for listening every single week downloading us yeah. uh be a friend tell a friend uh, you can always reach us if you want steven.ford02 or Michael J. Dalt on uh, Instagram. You know, uh, we're not really doing questions this time of year, but not mm-hmm. to say we, I usually stockpile those and then just give oh, them yeah. out later on. Or maybe if it's cool, you know, maybe if it's something we're going to talk about, I'll throw it in there. But mm-hmm. for right now, we're full, full bore into playoff baseball at the oh, time yeah. being. So it's going to be going to be interesting these shows moving forward just i mean we've done this last year where it's basically just focused playoff heavy and obviously we know this this is going to be a lot of 
rumors are going to start coming up as well mm -hmm. for teams that aren't in it. So expect those as well, and we'll be on the forefront <laughs> spreading <laughs> the spreading the rumors. I love it. It's my favorite yeah. one of my favorite times of year, right here. Absolutely, yeah. The rumors <laughs> and uh, holidays. Should have heard the rumors, right? <laughs> Should have heard the rumors. Hanging that banner. Hanging, hanging that, that banner. banner. <laughs> but in the meantime, guys, have a good week, and we will catch you guys all next week. Deuces.